most owners don't have a relationship with other, with their advisors that is deep enough where that advisor could answer that question or make that suggestion. They don't know enough about the owner or the owner's business. Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. Are you looking to increase your exit planning work? Are you tired of reinventing the wheel with every client? Possibly looking to streamline the process? Then the BEI planning license is for you. Receive the industry's only plan creation software developed exclusively by BEI for BEI advisors. You'll also gain access to implementation tools developed specifically to keep the advisor team moving together. Get personal, individual training and support for your plan design concepts. Get started today by visiting exitplanning.com forward slash license. That's exitplanning.com forward slash license. Attract and engage your clients in the exit planning process. Welcome back, everyone. We're here today to talk some more about our experiences in planning with business owner clients and the kinds of interesting scenarios and maybe sometimes difficult situations that they that they might put us in. As advisors to the business owner community, we are really, you know, it's really important, I think, that a good advisor be kind of ready for anything. And, uh, it, and it was my experience in private practice that clients come in to your office or call you on a Thursday with all kinds of scenarios that don't necessarily start with, I'd like to plan for dot, dot, dot. I would say, I mean, I, I'm not sure I ever, I ever maybe, maybe very rarely yeah. got that call. I'd like to start planning for this or that. So what I was I think a lot more likely to get and what advisors that I talk to now are more likely to get are owners who have made it to a certain point in their process of accomplishing something or getting ready for something or even doing something. And they've gotten a little bit stuck and they've decided to reach out and ask for help. And that's fine too. I think as advisors, it's not our place to say how our clients should come to us. It's our place to help them when they do. And of course, we've talked about many times, it's important for advisors to be proactive and try to have these conversations earlier so that they can have a greater impact. But I'll give you an example, John, okay. of the kind of thing that I thought was was pretty common. And I hear about it still all the time. I have a lot of advisors, especially CPAs, uh, also business lawyers and okay, all the professions, financial okay. planning, never mind, all okay. the professions tell me that they're still getting long-term clients that they have a great relationship with coming in, calling in, emailing in and saying things like, I have an offer to buy my business. I plan to accept it. Can you please help me with this one thing? And that's pretty common. And, and I assume that also happened to you, John, when you were working directly with clients? It would happen to me more with new clients than existing clients, mm -hmm. because with existing clients, we did have a planning process. Mm -hmm. So we would be asking those questions and, and we would meet at least annually. And that's something I'm sure we'll talk about on you know future podcasts. But I think for most of the time, uh, 
our clients can surprise us. They can, you know? even our best clients. And I agree, if you're doing a lot of planning, it's less likely to happen. But there are clients who just resist planning and then show mm -hmm. up with yeah. straight to implementation. And so I've had conversations in the last, you know, six, nine, 12 months with advisors who say, you know, despite my best efforts to say, let's let's sit down, let's talk. Uh, they're still getting clients right. coming in the door with this sort of, you know, for example, I've decided to sell my business. Someone has approached me. I'd like to sell to them. The purchase price will be X. You know, the, I'd mm -hmm. like to sell my business for $20 million. And so as far as I can tell, I think I need a lawyer, right. a transaction lawyer. Can you give me a name? And that's a pretty common right. scenario for advisors across yeah. the country. And and then I think the question is, okay, how do they respond to that? And maybe you and I, I think, you know, it might be helpful to really back up and say, okay, what are the things that we could have done to potentially avoid this last minute or midstream mm -hmm. situation? Mm -hmm. So tell me, give me the very short version of the sort of, you know, sitting down annually thing you just mentioned. What is sure. that? Give me the like sort of brief version of what does that look like? Well, it, it's very simple. If you have a relationship with business owners now, I think it behooves us to just ask them questions about how they think about the future of their business, their future in the business, and just some very general questions. That might be a starting point. As you move into that, then what we tended to do and what our members, I think, tend to do is to start to work with the other advisors for that client. So let's say I'm the attorney or I'm the CPA or I'm the insurance advisor with the client. You start to ask them those questions. It's going to be pretty obvious they're going to have some other planning needs from other professions. So I try to draw them in and eventually have a meeting of the owner or the owners uh, with with the lead advisor and maybe with one or the other supporting advisors to start to develop a plan of what, what really needs to be done this year. And it might not be because I want to exit in five years. It may be uh, because I want to grow the business. I'm going to need more space. I'm going to need more employees. So it's just more of a planning scenario that we're trying to create. So that's one thing I think that's, that's important to do. But to Elizabeth's point, most of our clients are going to say, hey, John, I have this letter of intent that I just signed. Can you look it over and get me in front of a good attorney because I'm ready to sell? So there's really no planning right. at that point. And they're expecting it for me to say, okay, here's the names of three really good business attorneys in our city or our state. I can get you in touch with them and go Go at, go at it, go have, go have at it. And um, that's not what we do. No, it does occur to me that in this sort of, you know, I think what you and I might encourage people to do is have kind of a starter checklist or agenda yeah. that you go, that's kind of what you're talking about in these annual meetings. And maybe one of the items should be, if you get an offer to buy from someone to buy your business in the next 12 months, what are you going to do? That's a good is, idea. Right? Like, why would yeah. we not just add that question to the agenda? And then, or maybe we can say, you know, is there a price at which you'd be willing, willing to sell your business in the next 12 months? You know, sort of between the mm -hmm. meeting we're in today mm -hmm. and the meeting that we're going to have a year from now. And 
And that would be a good way, instead of saying, well, you know, let's make sure that we're prepared for a third-party sale yeah. opportunity, which is kind of advisor speak, instead to say, you know, what are you going to do if you get an offer? Right. Is there no chance that you'll sell in the next 12 months? Or is there some chance? Maybe mm -hmm. there's a situation in which you can foresee that you would agree. Mm -hmm. And if so, should we maybe kind of take a couple of steps, do a you know some basic things in order to make sure we're ready for that and and what's the point and then you can get it out on the table what's the point at which i need you to give me a call so i can give you good advice uh, and if the business owner is saying i am pretty tired and if i got a good offer i think it's going to take me five more years to get out of my mm -hmm. business but if i got a good offer in the next 12 months i would seriously consider it that's a different set of recommendations or advice mm -hmm. that you give them yeah. then if they say i am having so much fun i love this business so much i have so much more i want to do there's no chance i would sell that's it then you give them different advice do you agree well yeah that certainly would be different advice uh, i think from an advisor standpoint you always want to talk to your owner clients and have them be aware of the fact that you'd like that you can help them if some type of a opportunity to sell their business suddenly arises because it does suddenly arise they do i mean owners are being contacted all the time by private equity firms and other would-be buyers who are coming in and making a seemingly very nice attractive offer at first glance and the tendency is especially for your clients who are thinking about leaving and if the right offer came along, they would leave. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be important for us as advisors to have those conversations to say, if that happens before you sign anything, let's just sit down and talk. Right. And even before, you know, a lot of owners will sign an NDA and hand over information, information, yeah. financial statements and things like that. And maybe that's, you know, they don't realize that that can be just as damaging as as agreeing to or signing an, a letter of intent right. that your, you know, your private or confidential information is now out there. You didn't have yeah. somebody maybe even look at the NDA. So there's a lot of things to do. And I really, you know, if, if for advisors who work with business clients, I still think it's just very, very important to try and emphasize that always 100% of the time being ready for a potential offer coming through the door, having your company be sale ready, mm -hmm. even if you plan to keep it forever, even if you plan to give the transition, the business to the next generation within your mm -hmm. family, a business that is sale ready is a more valuable business. It's a more stable business. It's a stronger, healthier business than one that is kind of being operated as if, well, we're all behind closed doors and nobody's ever going to see what we're doing here. So it doesn't really make any difference. So the businesses that are operating as if uh -huh. an outsider is going to come in and look around tend to tend to do a little better. And for business owners who are thinking, I'm it doesn't make any difference to me. I'm not planning on selling my business. I have I'm too young. Uh -huh. uh, my business is too small. My business isn't sellable. All of those people, too. Those owners should be really uh -huh. saying to their advisors, what could I do? What's one thing I could do in the next 12 months? Just one that would make my business more sellable because it, do, it has all of these ripple effect 
benefits. And I know you and I talked about that. I think it would be good for owners and their most trusted advisors to have that conversation in these annual meetings that you're talking about. Yeah. And that's, and I agree with all that. The problem is owners aren't are seldom going to do that on their own. <laughs> Very seldom. It, it's really the advisor community. They might community. be listening but, now, and they can and they can yeah. call up their advisor when they finish listening here, and say, <laughs> "What's one thing I could do?" It's such an easy yeah. question. What's one thing I could do in the next twelve months that would make my business more sellable? Yeah, I would I say this though. Ha- having that said question. that, most owners don't have a relationship with other, with their advisors that is deep enough where that advisor could answer that question or make that suggestion. They don't know enough about the owner or the owner's business. They don't know mm. about the owner's goals, the, the, the key employees in the company. So it, to me, uh, a couple of things. One, we know from our past business owner surveys that about three quarters of all owners in this country would sell their business today if they were assured of financial security. Mm-hmm. So why are most owners not selling today? Because they know they don't have financial security. They don't have it. They don't have it. So it's a huge opportunity Mm -hmm. for us to help them. Uh, The second thing I would say that is really helpful because the... If you're a financial advisor, for example, or maybe a CPA or an estate planning attorney, and your client says, hey, I think I'm selling my business, I've got this offer, I need an M&A attorney, um, I would suggest that if you're going to be working with business owners and helping them plan for the future, that you start to assemble that team of advisors right now. Right. Uh, Because most of us haven't done that. So if somebody wants to sell the business to a third party, you should have vetted, I would suggest you consider vetting, some investment banking firms, some high-end business brokerage firms, some merger and acquisition attorneys, maybe an audit CPA firm or two, just so that you can answer that question. To say, boy, if you're thinking of selling your business, definitely I can help you find the right team of advisors to work with. But I do have a few questions first. Mm And, and I think that's really a great way to establish that relationship and have your clients understand that that's what you do, that you can help them transfer the business. And likewise, the question may be, boy, you know, my my two uh, children who are active in the business have approached me and they're really interested in buying my business. Uh, can you help me with that? Mm-hmm. And so all of those unexpected questions, if you have some planning background, you have a team of advisors who can help you with that planning while really position you as an advisor, as the lead advisor. Right. So I'm getting a couple of things, maybe two or three things out of this. One is that advisors are completely capable of being ready to respond to these kind of last minute or midstream questions Mm -hmm. that clients bring to them. There's no reason for a good professional advisor who operates in the business space Mm -hmm. to be caught unprepared to respond to these kinds of questions. So advisors everywhere should be working on their skill set and their toolkits Mm -hmm. so that they can respond. Mm -hmm. Then sort of the flip side of that is that an even higher level of advisor to business clients should be having these kind of what Mm -hmm. if conversations with clients every year right what if what if well last year we said that if you got an offer this would happen 
this year we're sitting down again today. Mm -hmm. Has your answer changed? Have you thought about it at all mm -hmm. since the last time that we talked about it? So advisors should be able to react mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. That's having those contacts that you mentioned, having awareness, uh, being being able to sort of understand the situations and the scenarios that that business owners are likely mm -hmm. to encounter and respond to them. Then instead of having to be reactive, get proactive and just ask questions. It's not that hard to do. If a client says, you know, it's get every year it gets more and more likely that I am going to accept the next offer that comes through the door. Maybe that's the time to say, okay, you know what? Let's just go ahead and have lunch with an M&A attorney that I know. Sure. So that you yeah. can under so that you can kind of understand what to you know, what you would expect. Maybe it makes you more likely to sell. Maybe it makes you less likely to sell. And then in, in addition, so advisors being ready to react, advisors being ready to be proactive, and then owners really, you know, if they're listening or watching this podcast, the takeaway for them is get ready to sell. Don't do nothing. Don't uh, don't figure that if you're not going to if you're not going to sell your business you don't have an active plan in place to sell your business you don't need to be doing anything i think they do yeah. need to be preparing their business preparing themselves preparing their you know their situation for a possible sale even if there's not one on the horizon i think those are good lessons to take away mm -hmm. and uh, did i miss any I'm sure we've missed a lot because there's a lot to talk about in this whole planning world. But uh, I guess the final maybe addition I would have to all of that, and we've talked about it, is in the world of planning for the future of the owner and the future of the business and so on, all that work, why we plan, I think it's really important for advisors who are interested in helping their clients in this area to think broadly beyond their profession. So it could be, I'm a CPA, I do tax returns, I do financial statements, my client wants to sell her business, I don't do that. And so if the client knows that, they're probably never going to ask you. And it's not as though you suddenly have to become an M&A ex expert. You just need to have other advisors you work with in these other professions and that you can work together uh, as a team, in effect, to help your business owners move forward. And then there's a lot you can talk about. You can go beyond just the tax planning that a CPA might do. You can talk more generally about what the whole transfer process looks like in general terms. And as knowledge becomes more important, you bring in the advisors you've already vetted. I think I agree. that's really a great way to establish an exit planning type practice. Right, and then you can help more clients yeah. in more situations and, and do more good. Yeah, and it may be that a client approaches you with an issue, a planning issue, where your profession can't help them. Sure, For whatever it happens reason. all the it happens time. happens all the time. But if you can move them or suggest other people that you have a relationship with, You've, you've kept a client, you've made the other relationships uh, more eager and willing to work with you in the future, and you've done good for your client. Right. Excellent. Well, that is why we plan. We oh, yeah. are, you know, we're trying to create good outcomes and better prepared clients and be better informed and better able to serve 
advisors. That's why we plan. That is exactly why we plan. All right. Thank you. Well, thanks, John, for being here. We'll see everybody next time. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit ExitPlanning.com.